It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It is a uh, wonderful Tuesday afternoon. It is John Barcher. It is Elliot Shore Parks here on Go Birds number 144. And um, a lot of positivity, I would say, wow. over the last couple of days. And, you know, the uh, franchise quarterback is Been no a good, long- good, good few days for Carson, for sure. <laughs> no, no longer the franchise is yeah. leaving the top 10 and on and on and on, which I think is pretty pretty funny that it's just like, you know, I, I think we're all kind of guilty of this, too, of reacting to... One game, defining it for a career, on and on and on. But obviously, this isn't the first time that we've seen you know Carson Wentz in this situation either. Um, I know you wrote about that, and uh, we'll certainly get into that in plenty more. I just want to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Mike Scott Hive and their tailgate, which is happening this Saturday. I'm going to be a part of it. Hope you can come and... Uh, make it down because it's. It sounds like it's uh, a Jimmy, lot of fun. Jimmy Butler returned this week, right? Yeah. Is that what the game's for? Yeah. And let me just say, fuck Jimmy Butler. There okay. you go. All right. Got it. It's off okay the to chest. say that now. You know, I guess since the, it's the cool thing. But you know, cool when he was thing. on the team and just like were, Mike Scott's the cool thing now too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike Scott is very cool. So yeah. you know, uh, but a lot of business to get into in terms of you know, it's a, it's still a humongous week. Seattle's coming into town. Um, and, and no one's really feeling great about it. I don't feel great about it. I kind of feel the same way as I did with this with the Patriots team coming in. I don't know what's what. Is, what is your outlook as as of now? So the game itself on Sunday. On one hand, I think you can look at it and say they barely lost. They weren't. They were without a lot of people. I mean, at one point they're playing without both tackles, both starting receivers, and three of the four running backs they had in training camp. So the fact that they only lost by seven to, we can debate how, like, if they're the best team in the NFL or not, but a very good Patriots team, yeah, I think is is somewhat encouraging. But I also think it showed why there's reason to be real concerned about. There's reason to have real concern about this team, and I think it has nothing to do with Doug, honestly. The two areas on Sunday where it was like the Eagles have issues is general manager and quarterback. 
The ta- lack of talent on that team was completely Howie's fault. He's failed Carson Wentz at receiver. He's made bad move after bad move, and it all kind of came together on Sunday to the Eagles playing with a roster that did not have a lot of talent. Yep. And then Carson did not play well. And I get people, there's going to be overreaction and all those things. But I've been saying this about Carson. So for me, it's not overreaction. He's not accurate. He's not clutch. And I think he was a major part of the, uh, the issue on offense on Sunday. So big pitcher, or I guess I should say smaller pitcher, close loss. I think that they have a chance against Seattle, although I think Russell Wilson is kind of like exactly who they struggle against at oh, quarterback. Of course they right? do. So, of course they do, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just think uh, what you saw against the Patriots is a, is a long-term concern for where this franchise is at. Yeah, um, and certainly like they – there's, I mean, the Seattle's a little bit banged up too, but, um, you know, Gordon's going to get a little more comfortable with that offense this week. DK Metcalf is still there. I'm sure that'll be a talking point for the entire week with J.J. Um, just – just a lot of offensive weapons that, and and then you just match that with Russell Wilson's ability to keep continuing to extend plays, be deadly accurate with you know intermediate and explosive plays yep. doesn't really rack up so great. When uh, I, I even hate to say this, it's not this type of Tom Brady that you're going to face. I mean, Tom Brady did them a lot of favors against right. the defense too. Um, and the Eagles' defense is playing well. They are. They yeah. and and it's not a mirage. It's three and, games now. Yeah. It's well, Jal- Jalen Mills is back. Yet, Darby and I don't. Again, I don't think Darby's that good, but he's playing better. Uh, Fletcher Cox wasn't that great against the Patriots, but overall, when your defense over three weeks gives up an average of less than twenty points a game, then you're you're playing at a high level. It almost yeah. doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, the one thing for me though is I I don't think this is an in effect of. Man, this is Carson's inaccuracy from his entire career and why he will never be special. Or, you know, what is he, 4 and 14 in these type of situations? So I looked it up, and and this is, again, it's somewhat of a subjective stat. So I went and I looked, and I found 15 instances in his career where he's had the ball with around four minutes to go, um, either down or needing to, to like drive for the tie or a chance to win. So maybe they were tied and he was driving for the win, or he had a chance the way they were behind to drive for the win. And of those 15 chances, the Eagles have lost 13 of those games. And I get that it's not all him, right? There's drops sometimes. There's defensive let-ups. There's all those things. But at the end of the day, they traded up to get Carson to number two and paid him all this money so that in those 15 games, he can steal them games. And he hasn't stolen them any games. There's never been a game that I can remember where the Eagles should have lost, but Carson was so good that he willed them to a win. And I think it's troubling that four years, basically four years into his career, he doesn't have one single like game-winning touchdown drive where he got it with like four minutes ago, let him down the field and scored a touchdown. I think the yes, and uh, and and I I don't think it's nothing, but I don't think it's also the most important thing for a franchise quarterback. You need that tool, absolutely. Um, but there are guys that are you know in NFL history that have massive comebacks. Vinny Testaverde, I think, is is eighth overall. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback, but he wasn't you know spectacular. Right. Peyton Manning's the all time leader in in comebacks, but people will argue to death that he wasn't even close to being one of the best or whatever. But great quarterback. Well, Peyton Manning he's is, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to like Peyton Manning is certainly one of the best quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I'm, of I'm all just time. saying in the dumbest context of like, well, what is the only one who won Super Bowl? Dan Marino's up there too. Good quarterbacks do come back in the fourth quarter. That is not arguable. Yes. Uh but I I what I see is not because of well it's a it's a failure of a lot of things. And but the biggest failure and I think I'm going to write about this this week. I, I I can't believe this. I'm writing like two articles a month. This is 
That's using like, words for not you. Just, yeah, <laughs> for Are you, you to start it off that. with the big "What's going on, Philadelphia?" Yeah, just yeah, lots of yeah. Um, the all biggest caps. problem with this football team, and this is the one thing that Orlando Scandrick is absolutely correct with: the success has created their failure. That's the biggest reason why we're we're arguing about the larger, the smaller, all of the the biggest picture here is that they believed in their success so much so that they doubled and tripled down on it over the last two years. They have not set this team up to be Carson Wentz's football team. That's first and foremost. And just like you said, they haven't developed any younger weapons to go along with him for this journey. Now, and I can't believe this, you're in 2016 with this current lineup that faced the Patriots. I know Alshon will probably be back. Um, you but know, Alshon's not that good anymore. Like, let's but not. He's better lie than Jordan Matthews. Yeah, and it, and when you only have a one major target thrown to Jordan Matthews, it's tough for him. He's coming off the street. Whatever. Yep. Blah blah blah. But you've also got to have that catch on third and eight when it's a really good back shoulder throw. It's where you're supposed to be, and that's that. I think Alshon catches that at least. Like there are defining times where Carson Wentz could have certainly used some help in this game because he was having a terrible game. Yep. And to me, more or less, like the accuracy issues are there. The more concerning things to me about Carson Wentz were his decision-making in crucial situations. The situational awareness, uh, especially in the first half and later on, were just like, whoa. You could tell how much he was pressing at some points, how many times he was trying to hit the home run. And even on the opening drive with like Mac Hollins throwing that wheel route to, to Miles Sanders, there's a bunch of examples early where you go, man, if you just take that 10-yard chunk play to Zach Ertz, which yep. in front of you, you know, after rewatching some of this, you're going, okay, I can, you can clearly see where that's happening. So I, I, I do think that the biggest reason why they're here is because they have doubled and tripled down on this. And for Doug, too, the problem with immediate success and the way that they won the Super Bowl has completely changed their viewpoint on long-term future. And this is something I kind of always believed going as this started to, you know, fishtail away from us with with injuries and with all these other different things that are happening here, is you're trying to just create that spark again, and your biggest wide receiver that is young cannot get on the field over Jordan Matthews, who you just signed off the yeah. street, who you know is not the greatest playmaker in the world, and that still only warranted you what nineteen snaps, yeah, I think overall, yep. so barely played the the. The hashtag, and, and Elliot, I, I don't think you were around for this, but hashtag beans is officially back. Yeah, I'm not sure I get that hashtag. So in 2016, when you're staring at Paul Turner and you're staring at DGB, and instead of constantly wasting a paragraph on Twitter or just just to know what everybody means, all you have to do instead of saying, man, it would be really nice if Mike Williams was on the Eagles. I would love to if the Eagles could have a wide receiver like that. Right. All you need to do is say Mike Williams hashtag beans. That's it? That's it. Don't waste your time because we all know what we're talking about on and on and on. And in this draft class, there are this is this is like 2017 running back class right here for the wide receivers. Yeah. Which you can say that is a positive. We know what happened the last time when he ended up with Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, so I, I just think that right now, this team needs to not do an about face, but it needs to start turning that way. Oh, well, let's Especially be if you lose to Seattle. The, the team needs a complete rebuild in many ways. Many right? ways. I mean, the, right. Carson is obviously not going anywhere. I don't think Doug is not going to be going anywhere. And there are some pieces, but like they need a whole new set of receivers. 
They need – I would bring back Jalen Mills, and I wrote about that today. I think he's playing at a high level. Yep. I would re-sign him. Same. But the cornerback position is going to need to look at. The safety position, there's a chance that either Rodney McLeod or Malcolm Jenkins or both are not on this team next yep. year. McLeod's a free agent, and Jenkins, we'll see what happens with him in the offseason after he wanted a new deal last year. So there are a lot of pieces you're going to have to redo. But I think you're correct at is winning in the second year has done two things. One, it's completely changed how they've built this team. They've gone from like – you know, bringing in young players, kind of trying to develop, to signing old veterans on one-year deals and hoping that they can succeed. And that's not work. It worked out in 17, but it has not worked since then. But I also think what it's done is it's created kind of unfair expectations in some ways for Doug and Carson. And I go, I say some ways because on one hand, I do think they should be expected to win. On the other hand, Carson's never even been in a playoff game. And he went into this year saying the Eagles could win the Super Bowl. Right. So that's kind of unfair to Carson. But I think overall, your your point is correct. Like the success in the second year and the way they did it too. It wasn't like, and I know Carson played a large role in that Super Bowl, but it's not like he led them to the Super Bowl. He didn't play in those playoff games. He didn't win the Super Bowl. So you're kind of like you've won a Super Bowl, but you kind of haven't because right. Carson's your quarterback now. And it's just a weird situation that they're in. So I agree with all that. But I still think at the end of the day, like it just comes down to two things. How he needs to be better at putting receivers around Carson, and Carson has to be more accurate. When they figure those two things out, this team can be good again quickly. But it's just, will they be able to do it? I mean, Howie has a long track record of not being good at evaluating talent. Uh, not coming on Carson, coming out of college, was he was not very accurate, and he's one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league this year. So it really comes down to whether or not you think those things can change. Yeah, and that's... And you know what? It's it's okay. That's something you can manage if you have playmakers around you. And if you're going like, John, stop making excuses. Remember the conversations about Dak Prescott two years ago when, uh, and even the year before that, you're three and five. They look like dog shit. And is he a guy you can win with? Yeah, sure. And now that he's got two incredible playmakers with him to kind of help him out, he's improved his accuracy along with that. He's playing a lot better. Yep. It, it's it's part of it. Like, it's not all going to be on one guy. But certainly, like, I don't the, – the, the thing that concerns me about Carson the most is I don't know what he's looking at. And I don't know what he's well, processing. Well, and that's the thing. So let's say that Carson this past Sunday had Amari Cooper, Galloway, like all those guys. Yeah. I mean, he had Zach Ertz wide open and he overthrew him. He had Nelson Aguilar wide open on a check down and he overthrew him. He had Mac Collins, of all people, that got open and he overthrew him. So on a certain degree, yeah, you can put talent around Carson, but if they're if if he's not accurate, it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, there's some there's some passes. Well, what not wildly like I don't expect him to be that wildly inaccurate. But every it's kind of game. what he's but he's what he's been this year. Uh, he's definitely wildly made, inaccurate. Yeah, well, he's 27th in the league in completion percentage when you take away drops. So he's he's been one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league. And I do think that there's been a lot of times where he look Carson's fault as a passer is he sails he sails his passes. Like Donovan put put him into the ground. Carson sails him. Yep. I mean, there were times he missed uh, Darren Sproles, and I know he's short, but like you're still looking at the guy. So you want to know why that is, by the way? Why too much juice? Carson? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's way too much juice. There's well, he's got to figure it out then. I mean, whatever, whatever the yeah. re, the re, like, I don't think he has mechanical issues. But oh, I I do. That's he, I think that's a big part of it. Okay, that, that's, so it's uh, juice and mechanical. Issues. Yeah, okay. no, those those t- kind of things are are. You're saying com- he, he's too excited and it's messing up his mechanics. Yeah, like he goes, okay, I want to throw this now. And granted, there are, I mean, there are a couple of, like Dallas Goddard on. I mean, it's just I can't remember where it was. Maybe first or second quarter, uh, just not getting out of his break. 
at all on a on a simple mesh yeah. route, and he's waiting and he's waiting, and then you know for, for some reason Carson will see something sometimes and doesn't pull the trigger, and that's throwing off his timing. He's got to come back and reset and reset, and it's just not it doesn't look yep. fluid, and I don't think that's a part of the offensive line obviously until Lane Johnson and then you know Big V had to deal with some of those situations in uh, there too but um that I I think that's all a part of this thing is there's this offense has never been consistent for them and this is what I'll say too and just by the numbers because I know you're a good numbers guy this offense was never consistent when Nick Foles was here in 2018 even during those and this is what I thought was most interesting out of this so what would you assume that the E with Nick Foles, and again, this is a small sample Archard's size. Archard's broken out the yellow pads. Yeah, oh, so we're, yeah. We're, we're about to get real Because there's, there's only five games that I look at. How many times, what do you think they averaged in the first quarter with Nick Foles at quarterback in five games? So which five, just out of curiosity, you're talking about like his last five, did you the, pick the, five? The, yeah, from the regular season. Like it's so just, last so five it's regular two starts season. in the beginning, yep. and then you know when he came in after Dallas. Well, I know they were really bad to start the first, so how many points in the first quarter? Yeah, would they average? Out of those five games, you would you assume four and a half, two point eight, okay, uh, versus four this year, which is Bet, better. <laughs> better yeah. But you go like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Now, first half points. What do you think under Nick Foles they averaged in the first half? Uh, so if they were averaging two point eight in the first quarter, I'm going to say they probably ten. 9.2. Okay. Versus eleven point five this year. So like. It's not to say this guy or this guy. It's just to show you this offense is still inconsistent no matter what quarterback is right. in there. You can make the argument that Nick Foles is a little more clutch. Fine. Like, I can, well, that, to <laughs> me, whatever, that, that's but, the weird thing is just – and we can go over different reasons. Yeah. And we can get into them for sure. But it is just weird how they win with Foles and they don't with Carson. Like, it, we can boil it all – like, if you just look at it in the simplest terms, they win with Foles and they don't with Carson. It's just weird that that's happening because – Although I think Foles is probably a better passer than Carson, I think Wentz is a better player than Foles. Is he can do things that Foles can't do. He has a stronger arm, all those things. But they just they don't win with Carson. That's just a weird thing to me. Is you know they they don't string together wins. They're ten and eleven in his last twenty one starts. I mean we talked about the record and clutch and all that stuff. Like they just seem to win the big games with Foles and they don't with Carson. Like why? Uh, simple. Uh, ever ever since that ever everything after the Super Bowl, they lose. A lot of things. They lose coaches. They lose probably their two most important ones that was developing right. Carson Wentz. Which, by the way, if you don't win a Super Bowl, I'm guessing Frank Reich and John DeFilippo are still here because you don't expect. Or if Josh McDaniels, you know. Or yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. even those those little situations where like okay, now you're behind this eight ball again. What are we going to do in 2018? Okay, now we got to whether it's Carson, whoever, and mostly it's going to be Carson's decision. I got to get back there because. This guy just won the Super Bowl. Very unique situation. Then what happens? Now you start getting guys that are older and regressing. What do you do for his offense that year? Not a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And what do you do in the following season? You double down on a, a tackle, a running back, and a wide receiver who can't see on the f- stay yep. on the field. So now, again, behind the eight ball there, you triple down on Nelson Aguilar and say, he can get back to that 2017. You know what? Alshon Jeffrey can too. $9.5 million, fine. He's he, We need him. He needs to be a part of this team. He's here. He completely regresses. And before the season, we thought 
I did, I know I did, and I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you did too. That they had one of the best set of receivers in the NFL. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, like it's kind of hard to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happens this season? Okay, we're going to get back to that. Yes, we understand. Let's draft a rookie. You know what? But we're going to go get Deshaun Jackson. That's the deep threat we need. We've been trying to do that for three years. Oh shit, he's gone for the entire year. Right. Uh, how can we help this defense out? Let's go get Malik Jackson. He's done. He's dead now too. You are down to fucking Boston Scott in this game. You have no Lane Johns. You have all these things in. And, like, this is the same conversations we had in 2016. You're starting to hear, is Doug losing creativity and blah, blah, blah. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? What do you expect Carson to do? What do you expect Doug to do with lesser help in the offensive room to begin with? And, like, there are massive changes that for, for any of this to be creative, run the ball more, do this, do that. What we're really saying is, how come this isn't working? And it's right in front of you. This yeah. team lost all of its talent over the course of 10 weeks, and now it's go, hey, Carson, fuck you, it's on you. And you're going, Well, but it, okay. should, but it should be on Carson. It's and, impossible uh, to win a game like that. I, I think you can make the argument that the Eagles had— Not impossible. I shouldn't say impossible. Right. It's incredibly hard to start drives from your 17 yes, every single it's time very hard. with that. And yeah. I think part of this, too, is a special team. Now, special teams are being somewhat phased out. But, like, Boston Scott was not good as a punt returner. He made two yeah. really bad decisions, and he had the fumble. But what I'll say to the creativity point is I, when you talk about running the ball, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and kill Doug for not giving it to Boston Scott. But also, like, why isn't Miles Sanders getting it more? Where is it, like, uh, Bill Belichick, who is also playing with a depleted set of offensive weapons. Oh, yeah, no Jordan Howard, too, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. No Jordan Howard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and honestly, no Corey Clement or Darren Sproles, which yes. is it's at this point, we just forget. But, like, they were taking reps with this team at training camp. Yep. So, Bill Belichick ran two trick plays that, you know, one didn't really work, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the Mil- other, uh, Darby slapped it right, out. Right, and then the other one led to uh, a touchdown, obviously. Yep. So, like, where are those things from, Doug? Like, I, I agree with what you're saying about talent, but he never really... I'm not saying trick play after trick play, but there isn't really a ton of uh, plays where you're like, wow, that was designed up nicely and that really worked. Like, that was my issue with his thing against the Patriots. I thought he started out okay, but, like, really the best play they had all game was the long pass interference on Boston Scott, which, if we're being completely lucky, we're being completely honest, was complete luck, right? I mean, he just chucked it up and the guy fouled him. Well, you know what was weird about that is I never, I didn't understand what Boston Scott was doing because it looked like, oh, he underthrew it, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, shit, and... It landed like three or four yards yeah. over his head. Uh, yeah, which was that, that was pretty crazy. I but, mean, but Doug, Doug, and Carson have to be better. Period. I to, to like like Doug can coach better. Yes. and Carson can play. Absolutely. Better. Yes. No, no, I don't no. think the lack of talent around them ab- absolves them. I, no, it does. I'm not. I'm not trying to absolve them. I'm just trying to put it in perspective of like, you know, what, uh, all of these comments this week on on where we're ranking Carson Wentz in the league and yeah sure you want to take him out of top 10 for this year I don't think I can disagree with that in, uh, but I, I can't sit here and say like yeah th- that guy that we saw in 2017 and we're questioning his success now and we're wondering why it's not working is because in 2017 everything was working right you know and opponents matter through that and getting getting him comfortable he felt so fluid like the game was just coming to him and now well, let me ask it, you this. It hasn't been that way for two years. Let me ask you this, and I just thought of it, so I'm yeah. just kind of thinking out yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any part of you that worries that, and we both think Foles is a good quarterback. I probably think he's a little better than you do, but we both yeah. think he's good. Is there any part of you that worries that Foles looked so good that year and Wentz looked so good that year that maybe it was just a one-year thing and like we don't really know what Wentz is because 
Like if 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 the best year Wentz had was when everything was working, yeah, and that was a special team. Like I think almost any quarterback could have stepped in and won a Super Bowl that year Oof. once Carson had them going. I well just because, uh, oh, well, just yeah, because yeah. like everything was yeah, clicking. Yeah, they were that's right. fair. Yeah, I think Josh McCown could have been Nick Foles easily. Yes, exactly. Which I argued for, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I but I just I wonder like is there any part of you that thinks if Foles looked that good that year, then maybe we should not say like in 2017 that's who Wentz is. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That, that's still a big question mark, but we we still that that's a that's a really tough bar. And all of us, whether it's media, fans, um, nationally, wherever it is, uh, two years in a row have thought this team progressively got more talented. Yes. And we can also say that wasn't true either. So those two things are are fighting it out. And I honestly, I just want to see Carson Wentz with his own football team because. I don't have. It doesn't seem like. Well, but it's this his. is his football team. I don't think it is. But why? Because of the same reason. Because of the same stuff we just said in terms of the success of this football team. It's. It is. Uh, well, what can make it his team then? Alshon Sia, Algalor Sia. Uh, you have to get a. Uh, it's a mix of like. 26, 27-year-old yeah. vets, again, that come in here can contribute or, you know, surprise us all by by riding along with it like a, you know, the the Patrick Robinson type of... No, but, but I, I would long- be perfectly okay if this team, in the eyes of many, like, took a step back next year, but did it with You're young, going to have to. young receivers yeah. that Carson can grow with, right. those type of things. I mean, the offensive line, you know, you'll have Dillard, Lane will still be here, so the offensive line will still be really good. The defense... That's a different discussion because it doesn't impact Carson as much. But I would be perfectly okay if Howie ate all the dead money. Now, it's not ideal. Like, Howie yeah. shouldn't have done the deals. Right. But at this Probably point— Probably the biggest mistake of the season. Yeah. yeah. But at this point, I don't think Alshon and Deshaun should be back. I don't think Aguilar should be back. I want a whole new batch of receivers in here that he can grow with and get and get better with. But I also think coming off this Patriots game, like, to when you talk about being Carson's team, I think part of the reason it doesn't feel like Carson's team is because of what happened with Nick Foles. Yeah, exactly. And no matter who's on this roster, that's not going away until Carson wins. And I was talking with Ike about this. Like, I think one of the reasons the Foles thing always comes up is because Carson and Doug and the team have not won since since Foles left, right? Like, even last year, Foles came and did it again. So Carson's going to have to win to the point where we're like, oh, hey, remember Nick Foles, right? But now <laughs> now the fact that they can never string together wins, like they win two games and they lose, and they'll lose two in a row, and they'll win one, and they think everyone thinks they're back, and then they'll lose a bad game. So Carson not being able to consistently play, and I think that this has to do with his accuracy, is part of the reason why they struggle. But I just think, like, the team unable to string together any long-term success has kept Foles relevant. Uh, true, and I don't think it's just the consistency of the quarterback, which is a, a large talking point this week, too, and for the same reasons I said. How can you expect your QB to keep, be consistent when his roster changes every two weeks? Yeah, no, that's... You know, yeah. and, and the same thing happened in 2018, and we're wondering why, oh, there's all this bad play over here because... As much as those guys might be questioning his quarterback, that quarterback's questioning whether that guy's going to be there. Like if Zach Hurts, I'm, I'm if Zach Hurts has his arms wide open in back to back games, that's concerning to me. Those guys have chemistry. Yeah, I look at Carson and go, okay, what are you not seeing there? With everything else, I mean, you know, there is you know, sometimes Nelly's there, sometimes he's not, and yeah. that that's a that's a big part of that too. Now you have to throw to Jordan Matthews instead of Alshon Jeffrey. Now Alshon's out, and now you just have to do. Oh, Goddard's out too. So sorry, here's Matt Collins. Yeah, and it's always do, changing do what parts. you have to do, and yeah. you go like, well, Jesus, guys, like you know, I can tell you why he's not consistent as well on 
top of the stuff that was coming out from college and being in it because you're going to be more accurate the more you trust your playmakers. That's just true. Well, when, and also when, you don't when, have to be as as perfect when you yes, have right. You yes, have and you can see him going and processing all that. I have to be perfect. And in this particular game, it was almost like I've got to take my dick out and I'm going to throw down the field and I don't give a shit. Which is a little Brett Farvey, you know, in, yeah. that, in that regard too. Where you're just like, "Hey, uh, I, I don't care if that wheel route's capped. I'm going to throw him open." And he he tried to do that twice to Miles Sanders, and it goes out of bounds. So all of this matters. It's it, it is on Carson. Just as we discussed the the you know the, the you, you we can we can say all these things, but at the end of the day, you missed three really wide open passes on a fourth quarter drive. Right. Where by the way was outstanding right up until then. Like find if scrambling out of the end zone and finding JJ was a great. What an amazing I, throw! I, I thought that <laughs> that drive to me was like literally Carson Wentz's entire career in one drive. The amazing play out of the end zone to JJ Arcega Whiteside. The three missed passes in a row. And the pass that you could argue should have been dropped, but because it wasn't a catch, they didn't win. Like it was all of Carson right there. Because you you can pick, you can cherry pick whatever part you want. You can point and say, "Wow, he made a really special play." And if that pass was caught, they win. Then you can look at the meat of it and say, "Well, he missed three really easy throws." So yeah. like that was Carson in a nutshell right now. That that is where we are at with Carson. And I know we disagree on win loss record with quarterbacks, but to me, like it's just really simple, man. Like just. Carson has to win games. Like they, that's it. They're paying him that money to win games. Like they have to figure out a way to win with Carson at quarterback. And they can. It's not that hard to win with uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback. We've seen that. Like this is a guy that can clearly go win you a Super Bowl. But we've seen go it a for the run. Min- minority of his. Career. Yeah, but his the minority of his career is also. Uh, or now, I guess the I don't know if it is minority or majority. Maybe even split. Like, is he is he well, been hurt fi- as many games as he's been? He's played them? fifty games, and I mean, oh, so he's been in eight, fifteen situations, eighteen situations. So by my count, I had fifteen situations where he had a chance to win the game. Which about thirty percent of his career. Yeah, but thirty percent of his uh, he's been his, in one his score active games. games. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which is again, that's a that's a, a pretty large sample size based on fifty games. Yes, but. Now, when you kind of expand this thing out for the next couple of years, and this is another thing that I argued this week, too, the reason why Dak Prescott has so much success, he's had the same coach, the same system, the same, well, it's changed a little bit in the last couple of years, but the main reason why Dak is succeeding right now and has, and, and has, uh, since he's come in, one, uh, better college program, inarguable. SEC competition, I know people play down to that. I think that definitely matters. It, 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 it's why I liked him coming out of college in the first uh-huh. place. Second thing is, four years, has not missed a game. Yep. Has been able to, you know, be uh, have a great relationship with his offensive line in games. I know they're there with practice. They talk. They do whatever. Has never had to deal with any of these situations. No quarterback in this league has had to deal with that type of situation. Perhaps nobody in the history of the league has yes. had to deal with Carson as right. dealt with. Right? I mean, so that's four, part four, of this. Four major things have happened to Carson. Foles won the Super Bowl. Foles led them to the playoffs the next year. He's tore his ACL and he broke his back. Yep. Like, that's enough in an entire career. I would have, if I was Carson, like, it's younger, but Jesus, I, if I think of that now and where I am in my life, it's I would exhausting. go, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Let me just go, you know, let me go to Florida and get down to Miami yeah, and let's see if I can some just ducks figure in this. North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, uh, it's a, and, and I can't think of anyone that comes close to it. In his draft class, in the last four years, in anything. No. I mean, you look at yes, it, uh, Deshaun Watson came in 
um, or got you know got hurt, obviously. But, but they sucked. There, yeah. But there wasn't anybody behind them to go and be like, "Oh my God, what's happening?" And to right. do that two years in a row, and then to like, "Oh, I wonder where all this is coming from," which again just points out how ridiculous my pressure take was. Uh, but this is it's an incredibly hard situation as an individual, uh, and as then, a as, human. A, then yeah. as a team, it's yeah. impossible for this team not to think some of those guys not to think that way. Um, and that's that's the biggest part of it. It almost like a you can tell the regression part is clear with all of the stuff with injuries, with the team's success, with it doing it early. Um, that's why it needs to refocus itself back on Carson. It has. I mean, it made it just like you've been saying. They paid him the money. They made the right decision. I don't think anybody is going right. to worry about that towards the future. And, but and not, really quick, I'll yeah. just say like I am I am in the camp of like what athletes make doesn't matter. I think they deserve. Honestly, probably almost every athlete is underpaid in a lot of ways. Yeah. Maybe other than Nelson Aguilar. But like <laughs> but but like with Carson, what he makes, the number doesn't matter. But, but the reason it matters that he makes so much money is because it shows that they've invested a large portion of their team in him and they expect a lot out of him. Like to to I see a lot of people on Twitter that'll just be like, you know, oh well Carson, like if he he wasn't the reason they lost. Like we gotta get past that with Carson. Carson has to get past not being the reason they lost. Yeah, being, it's not why you made the, the decision. The reason they won. Yeah. yeah. Because like McCown could have done what Wentz did on Sunday, like it, oh, in that performance, absolutely. Yeah. Could. So and, he, uh, and for what it's worth, he probably could have done the same thing that Tom Brady did too. I, I also think yeah. I'm like I think the Eagles' record would basically be the same this year if McCown was in there. And you, know, I, I don't necessarily disagree, and that's only because the way they've won the same, is, the yeah. same things I told you here is just like it's it's kind of a crapshoot whether or not they have right. momentum in that first half, and then after that, you know, who knows? Uh, I. The this and the thing that worries me the most is like you've got guys like Kelsey who is on the verge of retiring already, and he's one of the best centers in the NFL. Uh, Brandon Brooks obviously isn't going anywhere, but th- that's going to change now too. And I almost feel where you're at Seattle Seahawks post Super Bowl right now. Well, and, I kind of feel that way. And Ike Ike uh, Reese makes this point, and I agree with him. And he says like you know Russell Wilson went through the same thing with like the Legion of Boom that was kind of their team. Maybe they weren't crazy about Russell Wilson, especially after he threw that interception in the Super Bowl, and they got them all out of there, and it became Russell Wilson's team. And I think that there's an aspect to that with Carson. I think that there's some guys that you know are you're probably going to see leave this team because of Carson related reasons but the reason it worked in Seattle is because Russell Wilson's really really good so if they're going to build around Carson and I agree with you they absolutely should they need to do everything they can do to make Carson successful it still comes down to him being as good as they think he is yeah Um, and I still haven't lost faith in that long term you know Another injury comes up. Uh, Jesus Christ. You know. Sorry. Sorry. I can't believe it. I yelled at James during the game uh, as he said that out loud. I'm sorry I did that. But I, I, I don't have any questions about his long-term future as long as they start to do those things and start putting them in place sooner rather than later. And it starts later. with Howie. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and also at this point – I know it's been brought up all season, but yeah, I, I would go look for more experience at the offensive coordinator position because I would have fresh set of eyes as someone from outside of the organization. I'm in, guys. You convince me, Jay Gruden. Bring him in. Nah, I don't know. Why about not? Jay Gruden? He I runs know, a West man. Coast offense. He's it, it's efficient. Like yeah, but I, I don't know if I want like a West Coast offense guy again. Like I want somebody that's like young, coming in, fresh ideas. That's where Frank Wright came from, just so you know. Well, but I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Jay Gruden just seems like a loser. I just, I, I kind of just don't want him around. I feel like it just says problem. I mean, Jim Schwartz, Jay Gruden, and Doug Peterson is like <laughs> three head coaches. Yeah, like I just, 
I mean, Doug's easy to get along with, but I just, I would just, no thank you on Jay Gruden is my, not saying it doesn't make sense in some ways, but I would, I would have no interest. Here's a, th- here's a thought that, uh, again, it's just a thought. How sure are you that Jim Schwartz is here next year? I think the only way Jim Schwartz isn't here is if he doesn't want to be here. And I, I think, I think Jim Schwartz will be here. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Fire him and hire a new defensive coordinator? He's not going to get a head coaching job. No. Uh, so, I just I, I just wonder if that is also you know at that like I'm we're we're good here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 but the defense is playing at a high level. No, 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 and it's yeah. it's not it's not due no, to the performance. No, I know what you're saying just in terms of I but, just feel like this is a I and I've said this before like this is like the uh, mini Ditka Buddy Ryan thing in 85. Yeah, but the reason I think it's different is cuz like Doug and I'm not saying this in a negative way about him, but like he doesn't really have a ton of interest in the defense. So like, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying like, hey, you got to run it this way, or they like they don't have an. It's it's clear that they work fine together, right. In terms of their philosophies and where they are, I just think from McLean's interesting article based on like the the autonomy that he kind of has, and they run it that way, and like right. I'll be here as long as I can do these things. There's to, to me. Uh, I think that's an issue. But like, I so where do you think you think he'll like so he can't for leave the, for the future. But anyway. he, he can't Jim, Jim Schwartz can't leave for another defensive coordinator job unless Eagles let him leave. So right. they would have to feel like they want him gone. Um and he's I think we both agree he's not going to get a head coaching job. So unless he just really hates it here and they hate him and who knows I mean but I I think he's back. Basically at the end of the day I think he's back. I think there's a better chance Mike Rowe is gone. Just yeah. to get a fresh set of eyes in here on the offense. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm a little worried about from this past draft, and then what we read from McLean about him really having influence. When it looks like the scouting department, from what we know, n- nailed that. Yeah, <laughs> the Zach Brown thing over you know right. Chris and all that. And then Chris Long and him not being back here when clearly like other guys wanted him here, and, and he Jim's like, here. "Nah, I'm yeah. good." So. I'm fine with Jim uh, Schwartz as a defensive coordinator. If he has that much influence on personnel, and you can't have that. I, you've seen it too many times with the with that because now you're going to have three different perspectives on well, what you guys. I'm should kind do. of okay with him having person say on personnel just because, but I mean, not final say. Well, but which it I, sounds I mean, like I don't really trust Howie, and I know like the one example from that story was uh, Jamie Collins. Was it over? Yeah. Uh, was over Zach Brown is what they wanted, but like overall, the defense has not been an issue in the last year and a half. No, the only no, no, no. time they've struggled. So, like, I don't feel the need to change anything on the defensive side of the ball right. in terms of taking more power away from Schwartz or like getting rid of him. I, to me, these this team's main issue is on offense. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Just in terms of, um, I don't know. We'll see. It's just something that went through my brain. Cause, no, I mean, look, it's definitely interesting. Sometimes I sit here, I'm like, I'm, and I wonder if Doug's even definitely back, and I think he is. <laughs> but like, who knows? I mean, honestly, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, like Jeffrey Lurie has shown. He's willing to make like drastic changes, right? Uh, yeah, his when his extension go to 2021 or 2020? I can't remember when they I'm announced sure it's, that. It's, it's probably Bowl, but... long, even longer than that. But uh, like, and I think Doug will be here. My only point is that like, if if Jeffrey Lurie looks and sees, and he doesn't like what he's seeing in terms of Carson's development or the offense, or even you know behind the th- the scene things like Bradham not showing up to a preseason game, like who knows? That I do think that Doug will be back for 2020. But if you told me that this time next year they're in the same exact situation, I wouldn't think it's a guarantee Doug's back in 2021. Or at least his pants are beginning to burn or yeah, the seat's a little warmer seat. or yeah. whatever, to, things like that. So um should be an interesting week. I know that uh, 
no one's really feeling great, and uh, it's yeah, kind of funny. They're that, not going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, anything I, can happen, I, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, there's I don't no rational there's... reason to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> Other than anything can happen on any given Sunday. Or that or was the bye week home. rust, and like both teams didn't perform well, and that part of it's in there, too. They could just bounce yeah, back from maybe that. Maybe the Seahawks know, are coming but... off a bye, so maybe that's... It's maybe not a complete disadvantage for the Eagles. Yeah, but. so we'll have to wait and see. And um, guys, I gotta, I gotta tell you a very embarrassing story. Can't believe you're going to tell this on the podcast. I think it, I think but. the people need to know uh, because I let me set this up too. So myself, uh, Eric Golden, also known as Turtle, uh, and Ike Reese, we're all talking about sharding the other day. Like it was like a week ago, and uh, I again, you put it out in the universe. And these things tend to happen. It goes, and we're just riffing on all these different stories. I think, yeah, I was like the last time. I was like, I never did it as a kid. Do you have to? Do you ever have any embarrassing moments like that in, I never in have. middle school? No. Yeah, neither did no. I. Um, and or as an adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had, I had uh, as an adult, but it was in my house, and it was more like a haha funny thing. Uh, this time, we had that conversation, and no shit. After an Eagles loss, uh, sorry, no pun intended. Um, and I'm coming on the train. And I'm heading towards Maniunk from freaking Conchahokan. Right. I do I do a, a sneeze, cough, fart. And wouldn't you know it, I, st- I was like, oh, oh, and I went, oh, no, audibly oh, <laughs> on the train. God. And sure enough, it wasn't big. It wasn't big, but it was big enough to Send you run home. down the leg. And I go, oh, my God. And thank God the train was pulling up to the station right away. I flipped. I turned right back around. And I was like, What? A that, Monday, I mean, that everybody. Be, that has to be a terrible. It feeling. was the worst feeling in the world. So just know that never talk about sharding. Otherwise, it will literally happen the next day. Well, I have no comment on the situation then. <laughs> no comment. No comment. So, but I will say uh, yeah. that is not as personal as that. But <laughs> so I've I've two ways in the last few days I've realized I'm getting old. Now that I'm okay. 32, I'm getting old. Getting old. One, I must have slept funny last night because like my knee is killing me. And it's like, <laughs> what, what am I like? Yeah, things just start 50? to hurt. Yeah. yeah. But also, so um, I was watching the movie Camp Nowhere. You remember that movie? Man, I it was on Disney remember. Plus. All right. Uh, it's basically about kids that trick their way into going to a camp on their own. Oh, yeah. And when I was that. on, when I was younger, I loved that movie. Like, loved it. I'm watching it with my girlfriend and I'm like, these kids are going to hurt themselves. Like, where is <laughs> where is the parental supervision? Like, they're just going to be there for eight weeks and nobody's, they're just going to like, and this one kid has a firecracker and he's going on a skateboard down a ramp and he hurts himself. And I'm like, oh, no shit. Like, so anyway, so I'm getting old. Isn't that, doesn't, uh, what's his face in that as the, like the camp Christopher counselor? Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm starting to remember also, that. Also, funny part about that is so Christopher Lloyd ends up dating like this redhead in the movie who's not like super like, I mean, she's definitely better looking than Christopher Lloyd. And I'm thinking, like, why are you dating Christopher Lloyd? Like, he's basically committing a felony, like, supervising all these kids, like, and he's like a Going weirdo. Going along for the ride, like, yeah. Yeah. So, it oh, was it was a much different viewing experience than it was when I was, like, five or whatever. Yeah, I did the same thing. So, I fired up all the X-Men uh, cartoons that I absolutely loved. It was on Fox Saturday morning. Think 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and had to be there. Must oh, see, watch. I was TV. like recess. That's what. I oh, was recess watching. is another recess good one. And uh, what was the one? Not Hey Arnold. Rocket was it Rocket Power? Oh, I don't know Where that they one. Would be at like wee wee wee. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't. I don't know that one. Let me tell you this. Does not hold up at all. I was going like, why did I ever like this? Yeah. It's garbage. But uh, well, you still have garbage takes. So yeah. You know. uh, it, it's just you just there, get older. There, there, there you go. <laughs> Things will hurt, and your childhood lied to you. Yes, is basically, it's basically are, what I've learned. And in the last don't week. shirt on trains. Uh, that's well, that's a good advice for all ages. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's why I start to like 
wait, is my body deteriorating? Does it just like, hey, I don't care anymore. I'm not holding yeah. this back. You're just old this now. is your fault. Yeah, you're going to be wearing Depends soon. <laughs> Actually, that'd be fun. 400 Market, ninth floor. If you want to send me some Depends, that's fine by me. Just, you know, in a nice little care package so that doesn't <laughs> Wear happen Wear them on the again. train. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the rest of your week. We will see you Thursday. Uh, we are going to be at the Urban Saloon on Thursday in Philadelphia. So if well, you want to come hang out. Well, I will it's my lovely girlfriend's birthday. Hey, so happy birthday, happy Kristen, birthday Kristen, who I know is definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. now. If you've made it to this point, Kristen, God bless yeah. you anyway. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'd be sitting there and she's like, I want a podcast to listen to. I'm like, I literally host two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Something so, that doesn't talk about yeah, football. I just can't think of what I want to listen to. And I'm like, you know, uh, uh, the ones I'm on. Let's see. What is another really good podcast that I just got into? Well, let's not, uh, let's not promote other podcasts. On wow. wow. Only 94 to BIP content. <laughs> Sorry. What I meant to say was go listen to Art of the Take. Yeah. Uh, which hopes, I've been banned three times from. Things. Yeah. So uh, for LA Show Parks, I'm John Barchard. He will not be at the Urban Saloon. Me and James Seltzer will be there Thursday for the Bud Light Thursday night huddle. Uh, we will preview uh, the Seahawks. We'll talk big picture, small picture. We'll do push-ups. I'm sure there'll be pom-poms. Urban Saloon's a good time. It's when a I lived great in spot. Fairmount, that was yeah. my, one of my go-to spots. So. Yeah. I can't believe good you time. and James lived in the same spot and didn't even really cross paths or anything. Yeah, I know. He used to fate, live over there, fate too. Fate was not, uh, not meant to be. <laughs> uh, this has been Go Birds number 144 right here. Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. I'll go Birds. 